Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. The most exciting, most capable, most loyal, always working 24-7, round-the-clock, 365 days a year, for you, dear listener, to help you grow your business podcast in the history of the earth. Speaking of somebody who is working 24-7, 365 to help you grow your business, it's my one and only world's greatest co-host of all time, Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, i got to tell you something. i got a subpoena, and i got to go talk to the FBI and to Congress, and it's too much. All of our insight into Trump, they want to know what's going on. It's too much. I quit. I can't hear anyone. Could that be because once in a while when we talk, you've told a little white lie? Like I've said, like, you know, uh, you know, can we talk about this? And you said, well, I didn't read that article. But actually, you had read that article. You just didn't want to talk about that, that thing. You told a little white lie, and that's like the worst thing on earth. Suddenly, you're getting bombarded on all sides for telling a little white lie. They're going crazy. I admitted that I had had a conversation with somebody who I didn't talk to at one point and just like the FedEx guy or something. And I said that I had had a conversation with him and he actually dropped something off and they went nuts. And so it's too much, too much stuff. Well, I got to tell you, the thing is, you leaving the podcast uh, is not going to cause any problem at all. No chaos, no problem, no loss, leaving the main person who is the integral part of the podcast. Not going to cause a loss at all. <laughs> Everything will be fine. No problem with it. Of okay, course. Folks, we digress, we as go. usual, to not so tangentially beating around the bush, make it obvious the subject of this week's podcast episode. And by the way, I forgot to mention last week, wasn't even mentioned to me till my editor got the episode back to me, and it said episode number 100 of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So, Wow. I didn't even realize we didn't even celebrate. This is We are into our second centennial of episodes now. This is episode number 101 of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So, Everett, congratulations for that. Well, thank you, and congratulations to you. That's quite an accomplishment. I appreciate the congratulations, and most of all, we're just getting started, and we have such a long way to go to help the listeners every week making money. Speaking of which, this week's episode is this incredible turmoil and turnover in the Trump White House. I really have never seen anything like it, but it's to be expected because Donald Trump is an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurs very smart to surround yourself with people of different opinions. You don't just get all yes men around you, and you get all kinds of input, and you can come up with the best plan of attack for whatever it is that's going on. Well, Trump naturally translates that from his privately held business into the extremely public White House and being the president. But in my memory, 
presidents come in and surround themselves with yes-men. They bring in everyone that, that right. believes the same as them. They're all from the same party. They all believe the same way. They all agree on everything. And you get all this ancestral yes-men nonsense going on. But you don't have the turmoil that's going on in the Trump White House, the crescendo of which this week he lost his number one longest time most trusted employee, his personal assistant, technically, I think she was the director of communications, but when you're talking Donald Trump, communications is pretty much all he ever does, and that's Hope Hicks, and she put in her resignation, which to me, of course, Trump is going to come right out and, and, and just act like nothing happened and say, you know, we'll be fine, and I wish her well, and the, but on the inside, man, Everett, you know what it's like, you must know what it's like, you've run businesses, losing a key top employee, that's not something to laugh at, that's not something you ever want to have happen. No, as a matter of fact, I had a key employee in the roofing company, our foreman, our general manager, and he was a great guy. He had started with us just literally running animal traps part-time, so two or three days a week he'd run out and do animal traps, and he just worked so hard and was Johnny on the spot, oh, let me do that, I'll get that, do you need anything else? And we just came to depend on him, and when I bought the roofing company, this was in my other company, when I bought the roofing company, I brought him aboard, and uh, he had no roofing experience, but I said, well, you don't need to get on the roof. We got we got guys who know how to get on the roof. You need to, you know, coordinate with ordering materials and stuff. So I, we trained him on how to measure a roof and how to do a breakdown and order the materials and everything. And he got into doing the financials. So he would, he would prepare financial reports for me. And of course, along the way, he was getting paid more and more and more and more. And turns out he was an old cocaine addict. And when he had some money, he started off, he was broke. He didn't have any money when he started working for me. And uh, by this time, he was making a pretty decent, about double the, the uh, well, well, not quite double, a good amount more than the average income in the United States. So he was making 70, 80 grand a year, something like that. And it just, he, he just went off the rails. He started going out every, on the weekends. I didn't know about it at first. He started going out on the weekends and scoring coke and staying out all night and wasn't getting home, just wasn't seeing his family. And finally, it, finally, when I found out about it, I said, dude, you, you can't do that. You know, I mean, we depended on him too much to do that kind of stuff. So I had, it, it, we ended up, he, he couldn't stop when he had money. And his wife told me, it, this happens every time he gets any money. It, it, he won't stop until he doesn't have any money anymore. Well, so, so regardless the, of him, which that's a sad tale, but what did it do to your business? Oh, threw it, it threw it into a tailspin because we had a guy, I mean, this was a guy who was literally handling everything. He was handling ordering the materials. He was coordinating the job. He was doing all of our tracking. You know, I, I mean, just everything from A to Z. Now, I was overseeing it and my business partner was overseeing it on his end, but now we had to go from overseeing it to actually coming back and doing it. And it was a rough, rough transition. It, well, uh, and that's even an understatement. I'm sure you're not saying anything that our listeners don't know if they've experienced or even heard of it or just heard that little bit about it from you, or they're seeing it now in the Trump White House. It's been in office a little over a year, and it's been amazing. In my lifetime, I just haven't seen this amazing amount of turnover in a White House. And right. now the crowning blow this week is to lose Hope Hicks, who been with him for like three years, I'm told. Uh, I think I, I heard somewhere, and everyone says, Gee, she was just a state out of the limelight, never did an interview, nobody really knew who she was, but she did everything behind the scenes. Anyone that wanted access to Trump, she set up every interview, she set up every, coordinated everything. You can just imagine that, that he pretty much can't make a move without her. And she, right. to be gone in a little over a year in the White House, to me, was avoidable. And that's the lesson this week from, to learn from Donald Trump that you 
you don't want to be contributing to turnover in your employees. When you find a good one, you want to do everything you can to keep them and do as little as you possibly can to give them any reason to leave. And I have a feeling that from what I hear about Hope Hicks, that she was pretty much by Donald Trump's side anytime he was on Air Force One, she was there. Anytime he was at wherever, she was there. So he might think, hey, I'm getting a little downtime now, but there was no downtime for her. Add to it the stress of this FBI special investigation looking over everyone's shoulder and everything everyone does, and she was grilled for nine hours in front of somebody, Congress, FBI, whatever it was, and admitted at one point from what I read that, oh, I did tell a few white lies. Oh, the anti-Trumpers went crazy with that. Like, oh, well, what's the definition of a white lie? Like, only a little lie? What does that mean? How much did you lie? And how much are you lying for him? And how can we trust you at all? And how can we go? Well, the very next day, she tendered a resignation. Boom. But then well, sure. the word comes out, oh, well, but that wasn't because of that. That's She was long planning it and blah, sure. And it just happened to be the day after the one time she was in the spotlight and had all the pressure on her, and she just kind of cracked. And so that's going to happen. But it's up to us as business owners to do everything we can to minimize that happening. And I'm not so sure Trump did that. I I have a feeling Trump, from what I see, leaned on here a little too much, had her doing a little too much or a lot too much. And to lose her after only one year in the White House, really a mistake. There are several ways that could be avoided, Everett. How could he have avoided really burning her out like that and, and having her snap? Well, look, Trump works so much. I mean, we all know that he works. You know, he sleeps, works 20 hours a day, right? So the first thought that comes to mind is he should have two or three assistants, right? Because if you're working 20 hours a day, seven days a week, you can't expect somebody, one person to keep up with you. But if you have two or three assistants who then coordinate and can all stay on the spot, then much better idea, right? Yes, and the way I like to do that is to have my key assistant let her have an assistant. Right. So I don't have too many cooks spoiling the broth. I don't have confusion of like, gee, I have two different personal assistants and who's doing what? And then they're arguing or, or they're duplicating a task or one booked lunch over here and another booked lunch over No, no. We're talking about Hope Hicks should have had an assistant. So she could have said, hey, you book the lunch today into wherever and you handle this and God forbid I'm taking a day off and you handle this and such and such and she could have had one or two assistants i agree 100 percent. that's to me the best way to solve this problem of when you have an employee who maybe when they start out and they're doing certain things but as they grow and they're taking on more responsibility let's not just think they're some superhuman person who will operate at that level forever let's realize that they have worked themselves into a position where they ought to be able to oversee a staff of people even if that that's their job is to be the assistant. Assistants right. can have assistants. And I don't think sure. Trump did that. And if he did it, well, he didn't do it well enough. Especially an assistant to somebody at Trump's level. It's questionable whether I would even need an assistant, right? Not because I'm not doing business, but because just the, the, the way I have constructed my business, it's not something that makes sense for me to have an assistant. Oh, um, right. More, well, like, but in, unless Everett Farnell runs for president, then things would change. Right. But even before he ran for president, even when he was running this, so like I'm more like Gene Simmons. No need for, I'll answer my own phone call. On the other hand, a guy like Trump, who has all these projects and this whole organization under him and everything, and is working the kind of, the amount of time that he's working, well, he needs an assistant. And he needs more 
as you said, than just one, because you can't expect everybody to keep up with you. It just doesn't make sense for them. I guarantee you she wasn't getting paid a million dollars a year, right? Right. Well, I was going to say something also that's getting into our advanced tip of the week, but that's our main point of the basic tip this week is they say you learn to value something when you no longer have it. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Looking back, you know, I believe Trump would have done things differently to not lose Hope Hicks after only a little over a year in the White House. And it behooves all business owners, dear listener, to the lesson learned from Donald Trump podcast to learn that very important, painful lesson this week is don't wait until your key employee or employee snap to realize the danger signs and to do something about it. You can't always avoid everything. There's reasons still people are going to leave and quit. That's always going to happen. Therefore, the more important that we don't want to do anything to contribute to that, not anything unreasonable. If they just can't handle the job, that's one thing. But if we take them for granted and pile more and more responsibility and pressure and stress on them, not a good idea. You keep pulling back on that bow and you keep pulling back on the string and pulling back and pull them back eventually, it hits a point where it snaps. That just doesn't mean it just goes back an inch to where you were fine. It snaps and it's gone. And And that's the problem Trump is facing right now. And dear listener, we hope that you learn the lesson and you never have to face that in your business. Anything more to say on that that doesn't get into our advanced tip of the week, Everett? Just one last thing, because we have told the listeners in the past to fire fast. So we're not talking about keeping somebody around who is not doing their job or is doing a poor job. We're talking about making accommodations for really top-level key employees who deserve get those sorts of accommodations. Right. It's a great point. So hire slow, fire fast, but once you have that person that has proven him or herself to be a tremendous asset, you got to treat them like you would any other asset. If Trump put an extra billion dollars in the bank, he wouldn't want that to leave either. So once you have something that's become a tremendous asset, then you need to act accordingly towards that much valued asset more than when the person first started working through. Great point. And we are getting into our advanced tip of the week, which we don't share here on the podcast, but we do share when you just go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And you ought to be doing that every week and get the advanced tip of the week. And you also ought to be tuning back here every week for another basic lesson on another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. And hopefully we will see you and hear you next, or you'll hear us next week on episode number 102 of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to lessons learned from donaldtrump.com and join us next time unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.